trying to abandon ship. Oh no! Here we go! Can I persuade you to join us for a drink? It's a tradition. Here, here. Jaja, homie, my main man. Quickly, before the Separatists attack, get into the escape pod. Hey, this is escape. Then where the pod? Welcome back to Star Wars Escape Pod. It's been two weeks since our last episode, and. A whole year, believe it or not. So, Happy New Year, everybody. And I hope everyone had a really good Christmas break, great holiday. And uh, here we are, 2023, come a-blazing, and uh, we're lighting things up with our new logo, if you hadn't noticed. And as a first episode to 2023, we're going to be diving right into the Escape Pod with our co-host, Blake. And looking back at everything that happened in Star Wars 2022, and a look ahead at 2023. Let's get into it. Another happy landing. All right, welcome back, sir. Hello there. Good to be back as always. A new year. Yeah, a new year. I mean, uh, it, what's crazy about Star Wars these days is anytime a new year rolls by, it's not like we're mourning time having gone by since the last Star Wars movie hit theaters like we were in 2006 <laughs> after Revenge yeah. of the Sith was in the theater. And now here we are every single year that goes by. We got so much more to look forward to. Yeah, for sure. It just feels like a whirlwind, honestly. I can't even believe it's been a year. There's just so much going on. Yeah, it's been nuts. It's been a packed year. So uh, in this episode, we're going to go back and just condense, uh, condensely talk about what exactly happened last year. For anyone who kind of missed anything, uh, you mentioned just before we started recording that you hadn't even seen everything on the list. And No, uh, there's a few <laughs> things. Like, obviously, I've seen all the shows and I've read a handful of books and stuff, but there's like, there's more behind the scenes stuff, like specific stuff that I recall coming out. And I was like, oh, I should watch that. And then just just lost into the ether. Never got to it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So uh, we'll get into that. And then we'll also do a little bit of looking ahead at 2023. What what this year has in store, uh, which is, of course, going to be a very incomplete list as soon as celebration hits in uh in spring i guess because later this year uh, will be another star wars celebration and and i feel like they always save a few things you know they keep a few things up their sleeve for uh things like that so um you know we'll we'll just all look at this list as as kind of a uh what what's been confirmed for this year so far uh with you know the rest of this year to kind of uh look forward to more announcements coming down the road but uh before we kick things off just got to say project youtube is done every single episode that we've ever done on the podcast is now available on our youtube channel so go and subscribe it's very impressive i'm honestly incredibly impressed to manage to get through all that and put it up (laughs) it was that was that was it was a huge undertaking it was a a huge undertaking man so yeah if anyone doesn't know the process was essentially downloading our mp3 file 
for each and every single podcast episode, which uh, at the time when this process started, it was around 220 something, 225, 227, whatever. Uh, now we're at about 236 or something around there, um, if I'm not mistaken. But uh, yeah, we take the audio file, pipe it into uh, a giant video loop that uh, that I constructed and um, essentially exporting it out, waiting for that thing to render. And then uh, once one of them is done, upload to YouTube, you know, fill in the title, the description, just copy paste over from our original podcast upload and uh, throw in a thumbnail. And there you have it. Now, now the episode's on YouTube, which is just like rinse and repeat for every single episode all the way up until 230, whatever now it is. <laughs> and, Thanks. Uh, so if you ever want to re-listen, easy way to search it, find it on YouTube. Yeah, you can find it on YouTube now. So go and subscribe there. Anyone who's listening right now to Star Wars Escape on, on, on Spotify or, or Google or CastBox or iHeartRadio, whatever you're on, go and subscribe to the YouTube channel because, uh, you know, the moment, the more subscribers we get, the more stuff that we can do down the road because at a certain subscriber level, we unlock like new kind of channel features and stuff like that. We'll be able to utilize the actual video aspect a little more from the channel. I know that's something that, you know, we've both wanted to do for a little while, create, uh, you know, shorts or, or whatever. And um, so, yeah, uh, you know, go and subscribe and uh, that's, and you know, maybe find, find your favorite episode on there. Give it a like. Um, the other thing we're going to be doing is because this process takes a bit more time to distribute on YouTube with the conversion process with the video loop uh, we're going to be doing premieres for each new episode the day after the podcast episodes have been published so if you're listening to this episode right now on a podcast app audio only uh, what's going to happen is you can go to YouTube and find it there the next day set to release at a certain time probably 1 p.m something around there and uh, you can feel free to kind of watch it live as if it was being aired live on youtube um which is just a new thing that they've got you know for the last couple of years now they've they've had this uh premiere feature so it's pretty yeah, used a few times pretty neat and then i think there's often like a chat so you can chat with people who are also watching at the same time as yeah, you yeah 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 exactly so um that and uh, the Discord. I mean, we're uh, we're obviously we uh, we got the forums going on in the in the Discord server. We've had a few people join lately, but uh, you know, feel free to hit that link in the description box, join the Discord, and feel free to just jump in those forums. You know, uh, we want to hear what what are your thoughts about Jedi Fallen Order and and uh, I don't know Jedi Survivor, the upcoming game, whatever. Just just speculate. You know, we, we like to hear from our audience, and that's a it's a great way for us to connect with people. Uh, so yeah, or you can feel free to ask us any questions. If you have any burning questions, just at Josh or at Blake and we'll yeah. get back to you. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's not a massive server. So it's not like those kind of things are going to bother us like it would if there was like a hundred thousand people in there. But uh, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's right now it's really fledgling, really small. So, you know, get in there while small and uh, take advantage of the fact that you can just connect with us individually like that. Um Swell. Go check out Swell. Uh, minor mention of that, but uh, I've been posting little swells of the week where, you know, we just kind of, I just pose a question and, uh, you know, that's that's pretty much it. Uh, sometimes we'll get a reply and uh, sometimes, sometimes we don't. But uh, just as an example, I feel like I should just play like a small little segment of one just so you guys know what I'm talking about. 
so here we go. Here was the most, the most recent one. Uh, I'll play a little bit of this. Hello, swell, and this is going to be our last swell of 2022, at least it is right now, 2022, in the part of the world in which I am currently flying the escape pod. And uh, we've had quite a year of Star Wars, of course, behind us. 2022 is filled with a lot of cool stuff, and we got even more to look forward to in 2023. But first off, I got to say this. Thank you so much to Jack and Taylor for uh, replying to so many of the swells I've put out so far. I know it's a fairly uh, rejuvenated account that I've got going on here with Star Wars Escape on Swell, but, uh, you know, it's fun. It's fun. It's fun to post a little kind of question of the week. Uh, not quite long enough to do a full-length podcast episode, and some of you guys here on Swell aren't into listening to full-length podcast episodes, which is all good. So that's what makes me very happy to get involved here and bring the Star Wars to you. So uh, question of the week, our last question of the week for 2022. What was your favorite Star Wars of 2022? There's so much to choose from. I mean, uh, we kicked off the year with the Book of Boba Fett. We All right, yeah. So that's uh, that's a little little preview. <laughs> a little it almost preview. feels like an ad for the podcast we're doing right now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah you know what? Specific episode. It almost is. Yes, Swell got it first. Swell got it first. Uh, so yeah, here we are with the full length. Uh, but yeah, go check out Swell. It's free, and uh, it's a bit like uh, uh, you know, if 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 Twitter were to be transformed into audio only, it's it's a little bit like that. So it's kind of cool. Um, twenty twenty two. Let's. Uh, Let's kick things off here. So we started off the year with, um, can you remember what it was? <laughs> well, according to our list, it's Book of Boba Fett. It was. <laughs> <laughs> you are correct, sir. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man, getting like PTSD flashbacks when that's from the From the trivia, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. Man, like, so, because this last year was so busy. And it's all just kind of a blob in my head. So that means Book of Boba Fett came out at the beginning of last year? like Yeah, it was... Uh, early was spring? It, I think it was the beginning of last year or like the end of the year before. But um, uh, let me just... Man, it's crazy. Here. Yeah, I mean, it seems like it was a while ago. Uh, sorry, yeah. It was, no, it was it feels December, recent to me. <laughs> December 29th, 2021. That's when it premiered and it ran until wow, February. Over a year. Yeah, so the majority of the show was last year. You know, it was between January and February for the majority of the show. Um, but yeah, it feels it was a year ago. And uh, it doesn't feel like it's been a year ago, does it? No, it doesn't. Honestly, it, it feels about six months for me, maximum. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's uh, So what do we think of that show? I mean, like, obviously we did, like, all those reviews, those breakdowns for each episode each week. Um, you know, the general consensus, I feel like, if I'm trying to, if I'm remembering correctly, was overall it was fairly good. Chase scenes continue to suck, and uh, <laughs> and uh, there was something else. Uh, Boba's lost his 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 badassery a little bit. But. Yeah, yeah, I think that's pretty accurate to what we had generally felt about it. It felt like a, a step down from Mandalorian. I think. Mm. I think it was tricky because I know, at least from my from my perspective, Mando is what we had pictured Boba Fett of the, of the original trilogy to be. Right. Like he was that, that badass bounty hunter. Then he went off, you know, did his own storyline with with Baby Yoda. But then 
I feel like because they did that with with Mando, they couldn't redo the same thing with Boba. So that's why they made him become this like crime lord. But he he was the honorable one amongst the thieves, and it it didn't play well with me. I mm, think yeah. It's, bear in mind, I haven't seen this show in a year, so it's probably worth a rewatch to kind of see. Uh, how I feel about it after a second watch. So I'm going to be honest. But like That's I, where I left off. I think I'd, I'd Boba. The main th- issue for me was Boba wasn't enough of a badass, which is the last point you said there. Yeah. So I, I'm going to be honest. I recently rewatched this entire show. Oh, and, wow. Okay. Yeah. Like within the last three weeks kind of thing. And it's aged a little better on me. I think I maybe it helped having, uh, you know, showing it to somebody else. Maybe I was like, maybe I was a little more optimistic with, you know, wanting it to feel like, I guess, better the second time. Or <laughs> I don't know. Right, yeah. I don't know. I just like, I, I, there was something about rewatching it now though, was just, it aged a little better than I think when we were, you know, going week to week, just kind of doing our, our regular breakdown review. Um, right. And And you're probably expecting more of the flashbacks because you'd seen it before, stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. I think like once the expectations are taken out of the equation, a lot of these shows tend to age a little better than, than initial, uh, initial viewing goes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, it, it really is true though. I think the last couple episodes are, significantly better than the first part of the show and did it um, still feel janky with the mandalorian episodes kind of in the middle i so i I, so that for me is when the show gets good but (laughs) (laughs) but, it's not a boba fett show though at that point no no but that's when the it's a it's a good episode though right because it's nothing against boba fett at all it's just it's just really like do we like the style of the show? You know, how does the scale feel? Uh, are these characters written well? And and these these Mandalorian and Luke Skywalker episodes were were just really well done. And um, it, it is, I guess, maybe something to do with the fact that perhaps maybe the story of the show was just like maybe not hitting all the right notes for a lot of people. But uh, you know, the finale, it came together pretty well. I, I mean, that whole rancor destruction of the city was, was, it's still very cool. Um, I still have my own little personal gripes with how Cad Bane looked, but you know, I'm, I'm going right. to, I'm, I'm okay to drop it. I mean, I'm not like one of those people that has to hold on to it for life kind of thing. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, it, it's just a TV thing, I think. Cause I mean, the grand inquisitor had the same exact issue where, it was makeup applied, not enough facial head prosthetic to make the to change the shape of someone's head from being round to a like more long, right? Uh, so yeah, I mean, I don't know. Overall, you know, good good show could have been better. Um, still was great, very you know, still rewatchable. Uh, and uh, you know, I'm looking forward to seeing if there's going to be a season two. So, oh, good point. I think I think I'm due for rewatch on that one. Yeah. And I've seen the man both Mandalorian seasons multiple times and they haven't got back to Boba Fett yet. So Yeah, yeah. Well and Mandalorian <laughs> season three is right around the corner, so might be oh, worth is that re- too. might be worth a rewatch. I was gonna say us and any fans that are willing to do it and kick off twenty twenty three the same way we watch, we started twenty twenty two. Watching Book of Boba Fett. <laughs> watching Book of Boba Fett, that's right. 
Um, next up on the list, Disney Gallery, the book of Boba Fett. So every now and again, when a Disney Plus show comes out, they always do a really cool behind the scenes look at the show that came out. And uh, it's called Disney Gallery. And um, this particular one, of course, you know, focuses on the uh, never before seen footage and technology that they use to make the book of Boba Fett and interviews with the cast and the crew. And uh, from what I remember, because I've only seen it once and it was a while ago, I remember it to be pretty good. But that was uh, that was a highlight for me as well, of course, uh, seeing how they pulled off the new and improved digital Luke Skywalker. And uh, seeing Mark Hamill in, in the Jedi robes and everything like that, that show was instrumental for all of that. Um, so uh, that, was, that, was a, that was a cool highlight of last year for me. Did you, did you see this one? That's one of the few that I didn't get to, actually. You gotcha. All right. Most of, most of what I didn't get to was behind-the-scenes stuff, which is strange for me because I love that sort of stuff. It's been a busy year. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Fair enough. Um, well, shortly after that came out, I believe it was uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi is next up on the list, which uh, came out last year. And this was this has got to be one of the most, um, I guess, like anticipated. An, yes. Anticipated shows that Star Wars fans were looking forward to for so long, uh, bringing together Obi-Wan or Ewan McGregor and, and Hayden Christensen again for another duel. And I guess the number one question that I've got for you now that this show is kind of behind us is how has it aged and is that fight scene that we got at the very end in the finale, you know, it does it fit in for you? Like looking back at the at the chron uh, chronology of, of events that take place, like has it aged well in your mind or do you kind of regret that this show had to happen the way it did? Hmm interesting so i feel like all the shows i have at least a few gripes maybe it's just as they say you know you're a harsh critic to the things you love right but uh this show first of all i want to start off by saying i did really enjoy it and the i think it is head and shoulders above in film quality than last time we saw Ewan mcgregor i would say like, I, I love the prequels mm -hmm. but this uh, this felt more theatrical to me. I think like it more of a, at least a modern crisp to it. Mm. Yeah. But the issues I ran into was probably mainly that around that last fight and some Vadery stuff, I guess. Mainly, it felt a little Force Unleashed. If you know what I mean. Mm. Well, I, 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 I mean it's kind of inevitable. But especially all the superhero stuff we're seeing, right? With all the all the like overpowered and magics and all this sort of stuff. Mm -hmm. But we are, I think, we're losing that mystery and finesse that we had in the original trilogy, which is what this timeline is supposed to be around. So we got a, you know, we, we did push the line a bit with the prequels with force powers and stuff. But I, I think it. It's it's getting to the realm of fan fiction, which George was always really good at knowing the limits. And I think we're getting out of his box. And the, it, it really showed in this show, I thought. Really? Okay. W what's an example, just so people know? Just the, the amount of 
like the, the final battle, at least what's, what's coming to my mind is when they're having the oh, the, the rock lifting, all the, the rock stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. which was another I mean, it was, again, rock stuff was the exact issue that I had with Ray as well. Right. Mm. It's just it's getting too powerful. What we see. See Yoda struggle Yoda, to lift Yoda struggles. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So why now is this so easy for everyone else and Yoda's almost a thousand years old? Yeah, you know, and that's that's a that's a debate, that's a topic that we could even do a full podcast episode on at some point. You know, just like when are force powers and their scale like relevant to a show? And you know, is it appropriate to like have something like that happen in the canon when when X you know, or when Y happens as well, right? So, uh, yeah, I mean, I agree. It, it can cause a lot of questions, and uh, I have a few questions of my own. Um, as far as the actual quality of the show goes, like you say, awesome show, loved the music, and I, I ended up realizing that that final duel between Obi-Wan and Vader, with this story slotted in the middle, I think it's fine. I think we can yeah, accept Yeah, like back-to-back with -back, New Hope lines up well. I think I think most of it does. Not all of it, but then again, somehow the prequels happened and it still doesn't really line up with Obi-Wan not remembering R2 from a hole in the wall. But, you know, like there's always going to be those little inconsistencies. And, you know, especially when you're making stories in a timeline in which things are happening. I mean, if you look at like the amount of things that are happening right now, it's like we're looking at all the stories being made. We're looking at stories being made after episode six. We're looking at stories like the Bad Batch happening right after episode three. So, I mean, like how how is how tough is it to juggle the continuity sometimes? And uh, yeah, for sure. It, you know, it's extremely difficult. Like, so, yeah. And I mean, that's why they created the Lucasfilm story group. But I also see the issue of they want to let creative people be creative with making this stuff and yeah. not. Not you know, just limit, limit their creativity, yeah. Yeah, totally, yeah. So, I mean, I can let a few things slide here and there. Um, I think that's why I have such a bigger problem with things that I don't know why they didn't fix when they could, like Cad Bane's face, like the Grand Inquisitor's face, like Ahsoka's Montrails, right? Like, it's things like that that I mean, are like... Like, let me play devil's advocate, right? Like, it could be something as simple as they working on the props and they they didn't get a full thing ready before the show was ready to film and they just didn't have time to go back and change it mm. yeah that's true as well yeah i mean obviously the tv is on a different schedule different budget uh disney plus i thought would be different i mean there's but... a lot of money but if you have to push back a whole film schedule because of one prop i think it doesn't really make sense right yeah yeah exactly so i um you know uh it's but again yeah it's those little gripes like it's not like I hate all these shows just because of those little things. It's it's just like they're they're little things that sting if I were to rewatch, but you know, I can let it go. Um after Obi-Wan Kenobi came out, we had a really fabulous documentary, very touching actually, uh called The Jedi's Return. And uh you it's a, it's another Disney Gallery uh style episode. Um and uh, I took a few audio clips a long time like back in September I took these audio clips. Never used them on the podcast. Um, so I'm going to play some of them now just because uh, I feel like since you haven't seen it, maybe other people listening right now haven't seen it. Um, this is just like a nice little preview. We'll just go cl clip by clip. Um, and uh, here's the first one here. Uh, this is how uh, it started, I believe. 
Yeah, so uh, there's one. Um, I actually didn't know that Obi-Wan was a producer. Uh, I keep calling him Obi-Wan. I, <laughs> I, I didn't know that <laughs> Ewan, Ewan, was, uh, Ewan was a producer. Yeah, I mean, maybe I didn't pay attention to the credits uh, as closely as I should have, but I thought that was, that was pretty kind of cool. Uh, that was Deborah Chow, the 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 uh, the lead, um, uh, the director on the on the on the series, and uh, here's another little clip. It's a very meditative process for me. Sometimes my mind wanders, mostly about the scene we're about to do. The difference between Anakin and Darth Vader, and is Anakin completely gone or not? He is fully Darth Vader, he's fully consumed by the dark side, but I like to believe that there's always a little bit of Anakin still in there. As it was explained to me by George Lucas, even when he becomes Darth Vader and even when he's fully immersed in the dark side, he is still the chosen one. Yeah, so there's a there's a little audio clip by Hayden Christensen just like sharing some knowledge that George kind of gave him back when he was directing Hayden, as that when Darth Vader is Darth Vader, he's still the chosen one, even when he turns the dark side. You know that that mm-hmm. is that is his true destiny, and I feel like this audio clip here should solve a lot of you know fan debates as to whether or not that's the case. But um, yeah, right. here we are, many yeah. years later, still talking about it. Yeah, so true, eh? And that actually brings to light. One of the things I really liked about this show, which was when Obi-Wan is confronted by Vader and he tries to apologize and then Vader says, no, I killed Anakin. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. He, yeah. He, he, he says to Obi-Wan cause he identifies as Vader. Right. And yeah. so, yeah, he says to Obi-Wan, like, you know, you didn't kill Anakin Skywalker. Like I did. And he's like really just kind of like bringing out his his alter ego, um, and in that scene, and I love that scene, and I think that's why that particular fight has aged well for me. Is is even though it doesn't one hundred percent link up with the dialogue exchange in Episode Four, it's enough for me that I can I'd rather have all that in Obi Wan Kenobi than not at all, right? Right. And, uh, I, you know, we've got a lot to kind of thank Obi-Wan Kenobi for delivering that kind of stuff. You know, if we have to go through the whole show just to get that exchange between those two characters in that final fight scene, you know, let's bring it on, right? Like, yeah, <laughs> I mean, it's, yeah. it's a deep perspective, too, in that this was an opportunity to try and take all what we know about Darth Vader and his life now, as well as Obi-Wan, and fit it in closer to what we got with the new hope so a lot of that stuff that didn't make sense like this how we left off revenge of the sith Mm -hmm. they're they're able to actually like supplement that a bit right yeah exactly uh here's here's i got two more here's here's another little one finally appear yeah 
It was so amazing to work with Liam again because, of course, I only worked with Liam in the first film, you know. So amazing to see him again as Qui-Gon, you know. It's just incredible. I spoke to Deborah a number of months ago and she told me that Ewan was going to do this series and Deborah just something towards the end where Obi-Wan has gone through some journey and he's reaching out for help and you're not there. That's quite gone, Jim. And then he sees you. And I thought, yeah, I'm on board. I'm definitely on board with that. It was at once very familiar and at the same time I kept thinking, wait a minute, it's 24 years since we made The Phantom Menace. And here we were with our brand new crew, Deborah, this wonderful director. It's lovely to see you. And so the myth and the storytelling goes on. Obi-Wan has re-established a connection with Qui-Gon and he's back to being the Obi-Wan that we knew and loved. And it's because of Leia and it's because of characters like Tala who bring that faith back to him, who, who bring hope back to him. Yeah, I thought that was a really cool little audio clip, especially the acknowledgement with Liam in there. Um, that was yeah. something that we've all been wanting for years. Man, so cool. Just, I, I hadn't heard that before. So hearing Liam Neeson like reminisce a bit. Yeah. You know, 24 years ago, they filmed Phantom Menace. It's hard to believe it's been that long. <laughs> it's crazy. crazy. <laughs> Unbelievable, right? And um, yeah, because the Phantom Menace took, took longer than any of the other Star Wars movies to do as far as its total production time. Uh, oh yeah, I think it was almost a decade, right? Oh yeah, I mean if you count his if you count George's kind of writing block in there, yeah, it's it was it was a long time. It was nearly 10 years. Um but it's it, it's crazy that uh it's crazy that I just you know that we we go all this time with wanting to hear Liam in Yoda's head instructing him in that scene on Polis Massa and Revenge of the Sith. And, you know, with that scene removed from the final edit or removed from the from the script, um, it was always just one of those things that, that fans, it lingered with us, kind of wondering like, oh, that mission that Yoda gives Obi-Wan in the desert, you know, training for him, right? You know, um, mm-hmm. how to commune with his old master, you know, and seeing his eyes light up, like, Qui-Gon, you know, like, and, and uh, finally kind of being able to get that moment and that kind of, it's not, a, it's not a critical essential part of this whole show but it's one of those gratifying realizations that that you have at the very kind of start where it's acknowledged that he tries to communicate with Qui-Gon but because he's lost his his way you know he hasn't used the force in so long he just he can't do it anymore and uh, finally at the end of the series when he he kind of you know realizes who he is and reconnects with you know what he is uh, Qui-Gon comes back to him and he says to Obi-Wan that he's always been there and, you know, that he never left. And it kind of reminded me a little bit about uh, the Harry Potter Deathly Hallows Part 2. And, you know, when Harry kind of drops the resurrection stone after seeing all his loved ones around him. And, uh, you know, he just says, like, uh, you, you know, you, you, you'll stay close to me, right? Yeah, and I won't be able to see you or he won't be able to see you. But, uh, but you know, I'll know that you're all going to be there and uh, yeah, we'll, we'll be here. You see, you know, his father says, and he points at his heart 
And I was like, oh, that's such a good story. You know, like it's any, any time you get something like that, it just, it just hits the right note. And it's like with Obi-Wan, it was no different. And then Qui-Gon's always been such a special character to Star Wars fans. And, Mm -hmm. you know, having a scene like that, it was like, oh, that's, that's good. Like that, that's good stuff. So that was a great little clip there. Do you think the timing was right though? Not to get into, I guess, you know, get away from these nice, nice vibes. But do you think the timing was right? For when they revealed Qui-Gon? Because part of me wonders if it would have been better if he showed up when Obi-Wan was trapped under those rocks. <laughs> yeah, you know, like, I think for, I, that would have also been a really good time to do it. Um, I don't know, maybe his voice only, maybe not, like, the visual, you know, force ghost of Qui-Gon. But yeah, I mean, that, that could have been a really good time as well. I think in that moment where we're already kind of just shock and awe with what's actually going on with, you know, especially with Anakin's face reveal behind the helmet only moments later, I feel like it might have been just a little, little much in one sequence. And okay, um, I would have liked it either way. I mean, I think you're onto something with the timing. I don't think it was I don't think it was poor timing. Uh, at the very end, though, because at the very, very end, you're almost not expecting it to happen. And then it's like, oh, there he is. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, oh, it's like, oh, we forgot. Let's just throw it over the end. Yeah, there. yeah, yeah. Um, but I, I do like it. I do like the fact a lot that he helps lead Obi-Wan to his place of residence that that you later find him in in episode four. Um, and I also love what he says about how it's people like Leia and Tala that restored his his faith in the force, you know, without people like that, um, he would have been, he would have been lost. Right. And I think it's such a good, good tribute to why episode four is called the new hope. And even before long before this show was even a thing, you know, George called it a new hope way back when. Right. And, and, you know, it's worth noting, like Luke Skywalker is supposed to be that, that new hope for the galaxy. Right. And, you know, he may not be the chosen one, but he's so critical in in that in that story, right? He's so critical in redeeming his father so that his father can can fulfill his prophecy. And uh, you know, with with the whole trilogy being Vader telling Luke, you know, what his destiny is, it actually it goes backwards. And uh, and I always thought that was such a great kind of little thing at the very end there at the, that, the audio clip, you know, just an acknowledgement of the fact that without these other people in Obi-Wan's life, he would have still been a, a rat in the desert, as Maul would say. <laughs> uh, here's one more clip for you. Mythology that has now allowed others to come in and build upon. It's exciting to see the saga continue. Coming into the Star Wars galaxy and getting to be part of this world, it's pretty special. It's in everybody's life. Everybody's grown up with it in some respect. Help me, Obi-Wan Kenobi. You're my only hope. So many people have such an emotional relationship to it, and so it is quite meaningful in the broader context of your life. The Star Wars audience, there's so many different generations involved in it. And there's so many people who care so passionately about it. George Lucas created these characters that are so rich and that have such huge inner lives. And so taking on these characters and trying to tell the middle part of the journey, I feel hugely fortunate to be able to do this, but also a big responsibility to try to do it right. Yeah, so that was Deborah Chow again at the very end there. But um, yeah, 
Very cool show. I mean, I, like, yeah. I mean, we we've talked enough about it already so far, but um, yeah, I think I think it's going to age well. I think it's going to age well. Man, it just just we haven't even gotten through the whole list yet. And just think about how much Star Wars content we've gotten like this over this year. <laughs> Isn't it crazy? Like, <laughs> it's because like. I've been really like living in like kind of day to day this year. Yeah. So looking back and actually just like taking it all in, like, taking it all in, like it's a lot. Like, could you imagine? Oh yeah. Is it be like getting all the prequels in one year? Yeah, it's nuts, right? I mean, like if you count screen time, it's like more than the prequels. <laughs> like as far as like on screen hours that in the day, right? It's um, crazy. I never thought I'd see the day when well, this was happening. I don't think anyone did. Yeah. And let's uh, let's hit the next thing on our list is you guessed it, Andor. Um, very unique show, uh, having been the most recent that we had our Andor after show sub series on. Um, and I think the general consensus of this show was it was just overall really well appreciated and liked and you know people who aren't normally into star wars found something in this show that they were able to enjoy um which i think is great because because star wars is such a wide galaxy full of different stories and 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 myths and um andor just kind of added another genre to the mix which was this cool spy espionage thing and kind of approached the po- the political struggles from a more interesting perspective rather than just in the senate halls all the time right yeah absolutely i really like this show quite a bit yeah. uh, i would say i think I, when we did the reviews of like headshot the, it was more or less what i said this was the the breath of fresh air and i think the show that the series needed mm. it, it just took everything in such a, a different light and yeah. like you said brought all these other other fans and i think i think especially for me and probably other film goers well, with all the superhero shows and stuff we've been getting like the general star wars movie it kind of falls into that you know fantasy high adventure right mm-hmm. i think people are getting a little burned out with that because there's just been so many shows over the last 10 years really so something and we're coming out where it's a, a slower paced more dramatic dramatic show i think that's exactly what people needed and that's exactly what i wanted uh, that's so i like this show quite a lot quite a lot yeah yeah it was uh it, it was really well done you know and uh, the episode count was longer than normal um, i like the fact that they approached this show from a standpoint of having a set amount of seasons in place you know, with an overall constructed story long before the end uh, has been shot and filmed. And, uh, you know, it's a very wise way to make a show because, you know, we've seen what happens when when story is not planned out in its fullest to the end and, and it can go left, right and back and forth and, and you know, <laughs> and no consistency and uh, a bunch of other problems. And, and, you know, this was just one of those one of those shows that was just so solid you know, from the very moment that they announced it all the way through, you know, you didn't hear about any weird kind of directorial changes last minute and rewrites or whatever, you know, just like kind of stuff like that, like all the drama that normally surrounds a lot of Star Wars product projects. Like mm-hmm. I, feel, I feel like this one just slipped under that radar, 
like almost no, the whole it was way. smooth. Yeah, he didn't hear any. I didn't hear any news anyway about stuff coming up with this show. It was just it was announced. People were like, including myself, like oh, this character. We don't know anything about him. It's like, does he really need a show? And then just nothing and then bam it's out and it's great and it's like oh yeah nobody I'm so used to hearing what all this you know behind the scenes drama directors and stuff it just didn't happen yeah it's like wait a minute a star wars show can come out without all the all the drama <laughs> like yeah no I, I i'm with you there um i do wonder if maybe that's why because it was a character that is less tied down you know story-wise with uh, just history that mm. the the people writing the show and you know running it were able to just kind of do what they wanted as long as you know it reaches the end point like and then you don't you know step on any other toes you can kind of just do whatever you want right yeah no it's true i mean like that obviously can have an effect um and uh you know maybe you know maybe that played a part in it uh, a little bit more freedom with that character to kind of do what they wished. Um, as far as the overall kind of story of the rebellion, though, uh, that was a big one. I think that would have been, uh, in my opinion, probably the biggest struggle when when making Andor is like, you know, what's this show going to do to change existing uh, EU Legends material or or tamper with existing right. canon when it comes to timeline of events as to like the creation of the rebellion, who's involved with that process and everything else but i feel like they managed to just pull it off in a way that fits really really well in into the existing stories and uh we all really loved the show so um you know i'm really looking forward to season two yeah me too i honestly can't think of any complaints for this show at all like i, I know i've seen people complain about being too slow but i like that yeah. that actually made it better in my opinion yeah, it was it was certainly not a slow, at least for me, because I know, yeah, some people would say that. Um, I, at least for me, I didn't find the pace to be overall majority-wise uh, distracting. You know, I, 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 did, I did appreciate the fact that we were able to spend more time with these characters in a way that other shows uh, had not been able to do. So, uh, yeah. And I love the scope. I, I, I don't know, maybe I said that before when we were doing the after shows, but the costumes and the, the scope, the cinematography, like having those real location film sets, it went miles. You know, you can, comp- you can totally tell the difference when you're, when you're looking at a show like Andor versus uh, a show like Kenobi or, or uh, book about fed or Mandalorian. There's just something about the scale, like the shots, the angles, you know, the realism of, of where they are in that moment, there is something very tangible to it. And, uh, you know, our friend Kirk on the podcast, he did a, a, a really great, um, a really great video essay on, on Andor, which I, you know, I'm, I'm going to throw it in the description of this podcast episode, but yeah, it's, um, it's a good idea. Definitely. Yeah. Anyone listening, that's worth checking out. Definitely. Yeah. You know, it sums Kirk it all up super, pretty well. Yeah. Yeah. Kirk did a great job. So it's definitely worth checking out his video and getting into those details. Yeah. Yep, for sure. Uh, next up on our list was Light and Magic. And uh, I'm going to play this song because, um, you know, recognizable from the trailer for Light and Magic. But um, this was a documentary series about the early days of ILM before Star Wars came out and then followed a little bit of ILM's story and journey kind of, I guess, post in the post Star Wars era, if I'm remembering correctly. It was a while ago now that I watched it. But, um, 
really great show. Uh, I was, uh, there, I can't say there was a whole lot of stuff that I learned from it just because of all the years of having consumed, you know, kind of similar material. Um, it just kind of came at me as an entertaining perspective rather than informative. But there was a few things that I didn't know that they kind of threw in that show. And I was like, oh, this, this is going to be a really, really cool. And, you know, a, a nice kind of tribute to all those, you know, brilliant minds uh, behind that first film and the struggles that it took to get it off the ground. Um, oh, man. Yeah, absolutely. If you haven't seen yeah. a, a documentary and them pushing visual effects back in 77 or up to 77, it's definitely worth looking into. As mm -hmm. you said, it, it's there has been a good number of documentaries that come out over the last 40-something year, 50 years. But I think this, this was just kind of a modern like uh put everything together and put, get it out to a new generation because this has inspired so many people to get into the film industry yeah and just seeing what they managed to accomplish compared to other films of that time like oh it's unbelievable they got a lot of awards for it and well deserving is it the first planet of the apes movie planet of the apes i believe it was it came out the same year or was very close to it and if you do the visual sex, uh, vis uh, visual effects side by side. Mm -hmm. It's just it's night and day. It's just oh, absolutely yeah. night and day. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So light and magic, everyone. If you haven't if you haven't seen it yet, go and check it out. Uh, it's not that long to get through, and it's 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 so interesting. Um, Tales of the Jedi. That was kind of out of left field. Do you remember when that came out? It just kind of popped up as a as an announcement, and. You know, it was like, I think, at least for me, it just kind of blew me away as far as its existence. And, you know, I don't think it, it's, they didn't announce it along with all those other shows, uh, you know, a couple of years ago when they announced like Lando and a bunch of other things. I don't think that was on the list. Uh, this one just kind of came up and it's like, boom, six shorts. And, you know, maybe we'll get more of it in the future and, you know, told two really, really good stories. One of them that we both were really looking forward to, which was the Count Dooku one. And mm -hmm. uh, oh, yeah. it was just such a great fill in the gaps. You know, this was literally like Star Wars Bondo. Like, <laughs> you know, just <laughs> just a tube of Tales of the Jedi and, you know plot hole fixed right so <laughs> yeah Quick, apply an animated band-aid leave more <laughs> comics yeah it was it was so good and um uh what i what i find very encouraging about the disney plus summary of the show is that it tells stories of the jedi during the prequel era um i think it was like the stories from uh ahsoka tano count dooku and more and it just kind of ends off on the and more. And I was like, oh, yes, please. Like, give us a season two, you know? Like, uh, give us some more characters in which we can tell little stories like that with. Um, yeah, I'd be down for that. We need more Yaddle. Oh, yeah, yeah. We need, we need, <laughs> we need a whole one for Yaddle. Um, I, I, a little while ago, we came up with a few ideas for good characters that they could do. But Kidster! Where's our Kidster episode? Where is Kidster? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Um, and with it, of course, we got another really brilliant soundtrack by the likes of Kevin Kiner. Uh, so we're listening to Dooku's Fall right now, which is really ominous, kind of dark theme that was played when he makes his transition to the dark side. Um, it's similar to when Anakin is turning to the dark side. 
Yeah, it is actually. Yeah, and and through Revenge this, of the Sith. through what I learned at least from this animated series was that him and Anakin <laughs> are not so different. No, they're not. And that's what makes their rivalry almost that much more interesting. Is they're almost like you know like direct like uh, nemesis, right? You know, like uh, what, what do you call that? Like a like an arch arch. Arc enemy, arc enemy, yeah, yeah, arch enemy. Like, yeah, Nemesis is also correct. Yeah, yeah, like, like they're like you know just complete opposites in battle in a way, but real, like really, they're 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 so similar that it's almost it's almost frightening, right? And and yeah, they have the same goals and ironically the same destiny. They just go about it differently. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we also had the the return of Liam Neeson voicing Qui Gon in that show. And uh, his son in real life plays the young version of his uh, of his character. When when we had the episode that flashback to the the old days, the golden age of uh, young Qui Gon and and Master Dooku, so that was also very cool to see. Um, I know I was just particularly impressed that young Qui Gon, even though he's not even eighteen yet, he's still got a full five o'clock shadow. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's Scottish blood. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, well, uh, this year was packed and I definitely have to mention this because, you know, it was such a big part of last year, uh, was Celebration Anaheim, which we had a variety of coverage right here in the Star Wars Discord server. Um, so, you know, definitely once again, join the Discord. It's uh, it's a good place to be. We have a Star Wars Celebration TV channel where we had the live YouTube embedded right there in the channel. You wouldn't miss it every day. And uh, Celebration Live blog, uh, you know, I followed it uh, as it was kind of streaming on YouTube and just typed messages here and there, just kind of summarizing the events that would happen and transpire through the course of the day. Uh, We had a couple of really cool announcements like uh, Volume 2 for Star Wars Visions coming out in 2023, this year, and uh, a bunch of other things. Uh, Skeleton Crew, they announced that as well. Um, So, yeah, lots of cool stuff happened. And uh, there's going to be another celebration this year. So uh, definitely looking forward to seeing any announcements that come out of that. Um, let's see. What's did they uh, announce where the next celebration is going to be? They did. Um, it's going okay. to be in London, if I'm not mistaken. Ah, uh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. So th- that's this year. So they alternate. 2020, yeah, every, every second year they do it in, in Europe and, uh, and then they do it in the U.S., uh, on the on the off years, so uh, yeah, I'm kind of jealous of everyone who's able to go this year. But uh, <laughs> I'll be watching. From you got home. family? Just go coincidentally visit over the days that celebration's happening. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, I could do that. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I don't think it'll work out. That was scheduled. But yeah, Europe 2023 Star Wars Celebration. Um, it's uh, it's happening. What is it? April 7th, 2023. So in three months from now, and uh, yeah. That's not that far away. <laughs> so, no, it's not. Yeah, we'll be we'll, we will be in the Discord, keeping track, typing up those updates uh, in the live blog. We're going to be chatting about it as well. You know, maybe I'll be in a voice channel. People can we can hang out, do a celebration day on the weekend or something like that together, uh, and then we'll we'll be doing our daily celebration coverage episodes as well, which uh, you and I did both did as well. Do you remember those? I do. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. Yeah. I think we could even. 
possibly open it up, let people just drop in. Yeah, yeah. And uh, jo- join us and talk some Star Wars celebration. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, we can we can let people know in, in the Discord uh, when we're recording and we'll get people dropping in, in and out. That would be awesome. Uh, that's a great idea. Lego Star Wars Summer Vacation. Uh, that was... Did you watch that? I actually haven't seen this one. I've seen the Christmas one and the Halloween one, but I haven't seen the Summer Vacation. But I, I recall the... The, the Lego minifigures with Darth Vader with the swim trunks over top of his suit. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, in classic Lego Star Wars fashion, um, yeah, they've always got a little bit of Lego merch to go with the, the new release. But um, yeah, they've, they've done three now. They've done the Halloween one, they've done a Christmas one, and now they've done a summer vacation one. So it makes me wonder what they're going to do next. But um, it was pretty cool. Like I did, I did watch it. You know, it, it's got some laughs in there. Uh, it's always got the the crazy song, the the musical number that they always do each year. Um, here's a quick little preview. There was one from Weird Al Yankovic, which uh, oh, that's uh, awesome. Yeah, he did one called Scarif Beach Party. <laughs> <laughs> we got to play that more on the podcast this it's a good one. Oh man <laughs> it's a i'm very impressed and surprised i never ever would have expected weird al to be in a star wars lego youtube or what is it uh is it i mean disney plus disney plus yeah disney you know, short plus. movie i guess weird al must be a a star wars fan or a lego fan one of the two. <laughs> oh, he is a star wars fan i know he did a song based on a leaked draft of the script of phantom menace and the launch the same day as the movie and he got a lot of it like correct <laughs> really so, some of it's wrong but yeah that's that's pretty nuts you, you ever heard that song no i i no i never have it's, it's based on the uh my my uh miss america pie song oh interesting interesting a long long time ago in a galaxy far away <laughs> it's actually a really good song i used to listen to it all the time when i was like 12 <laughs> oh man <laughs> um yeah well weird al i mean i guess he's back in a galaxy far far away uh now producing music 24 for years later <laughs> yeah 24 years later producing for lego star wars summer vacation uh so yeah now um Next up is brief mention last year celebrated attack of the clones 20th anniversary. Um, where were you in 2002? <laughs> I mean, 2002. Yeah. Attack of the Grade clones. Four? It's no, uh, it a little later than that. Yeah, no, it's, it's pretty nuts to think about how long ago it was, but um, attack of the clones. I mean, here we are 20 years later. Tons of, I'm not even going to get into the list of details, but there was a ton of merch at uh, Celebration as well as uh, Hot Toys, of course. Everyone's familiar with Hot Toys collectibles, you know, the sideshow stuff. Uh, They're producing a a brand new refreshed lineup for Attack of the Clones for the 20th anniversary. And I would not be surprised if this year we would get maybe like a few delayed products from that Celebration as well. Uh, It would be really cool for Hasbro to make 
a phase one clone trooper helmet. I'm still waiting for the, the phase two to very anxiously waiting, waiting for phase two to be released. Cause ever since they announced it, which is uh, thankfully this year, but uh, that would be, Man, really that'd cool be so cool. Well. They got to do phase one as well. And uh, a Rex yeah. special edition. Oh yeah. I'd buy all those. <laughs> Hasbro yeah, take too. my money. <laughs> uh, Just make sure you get the welds, right? Don't cheap out on the weld details for Rex's helmet. Yeah. <laughs> I don't yeah. want any prints. <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah, next up on our list, uh, we had Lego Star Wars, the Skywalker saga, the video game premiere, uh, or did make his debut this past year. And we played quite a bit of that game together on, uh, the steam remote play multiplayer feature. And, uh, that's right. And yeah. then I replayed it again in, uh, at my place when I got it and I got up to the same point, started the sequels and then I just kind of never got back to it <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's a it's a great game you know and uh, any any fans of the old lego star wars games there is a mumble mode to recreate those iconic uh sit downs where you couldn't understand the characters through a hole in the wall but uh it's it's so the cool. orig- same as the original games from yeah. 2002 or whatever it was yeah they played good tribute to those so uh you know we've had some good fun with that so that that saw its debut last year uh the high republic phase two this was a big one for last year. I'm not going to get into all the minor details as to what it was released, but uh, the High Republic's been a, an ongoing multimedia project for the last couple of years, like two to three years maybe. And um, we had a good time reviewing a lot of stuff from the Phase 1. Um, so Phase 2 now, which is uh, taking place about 200 years before Phase 1, if that makes any sense at all, um, so we had a, a few novels uh, and comic series and uh, junior novels, young adult novels, and so on and so forth release uh, last year and going forward uh, this year as well will also be filled so, with Phase 2 content. So there's some Phase 2 content already out. Uh, there is. Saying. There is, yes. Okay. Yeah. And but the, can, main, the main adult novel series is not out yet. Uh, there, uh, You know what? For Phase 2... Okay, I think there is one. I believe it's called Convergence, but I'm not entirely sure. There's one. There's one of them that's out. Uh, okay, because I, I got a pre-order for one of them, which I think is the Claudia Gray novel. Yeah, I think there's also a dedicated audio book called The Battle of Jedi that's also supposed to be uh, coming out um, yesterday. Uh, it should already be out. <laughs> Look at that. Oh, um, so yeah, what that, timing? That is, yeah, what timing? So yeah, phase two. You can differentiate phase one and phase two by looking at the label. If the Star Wars: The High Republic label is in blue, that is a phase two book or story. If it's a gold label, it'll be phase one. So that's that's the best way to kind of, you know, just determine what is from which phase. Uh, if that makes yeah. sense. Yeah. That's a good, I'm glad they're doing that because there is a lot of content that has come out. There is. And so it'll get very confusing very quickly. Oh, there is. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, brief mention, because I had to. Um, I mean, you know, who wouldn't? John Williams last year in 2022, he turned 90 years old. And, uh, you know, same year, of course, he makes us the the theme for... Obi-Wan Kenobi for that show and um, you know he's still very much kicking around active as far as I know he's doing the soundtrack for Indiana Jones 5 and the Dial of Destiny um, so yeah we have we have a lot more to look forward to from John Will- or hopefully we have a lot more to look forward to from John Williams but uh, yeah agreed many years of uh, appreciating his work 
yeah honestly he's he's just done such a such an amazing amazing career of all the different uh, theatrical films or uh theme songs and everything he's done like my entire childhood has been composed of john williams <laughs> yeah so, yeah exactly they, that's a great way to put it they just need to catalog his mind and turn it into an ai so that we can just have <laughs> yeah. theatrical music for the rest of our lives that are just the linchpin of cinema <laughs> oh yeah no i i couldn't agree more yeah that's a great way to put it Notable literature last year, uh, we had uh, so many things that this is a very trimmed down list, um, but Shadows of the Sith, as well as Brotherhood and Queen's Hope, which saw the finale book to the Padme trilogy. Uh, Brotherhood was a book about Anakin and Obi-Wan right after the events of Attack of the Clones leading up to right. the Clone Wars show. And Shadows, so we, did, we did a review for that one. Yeah, we did. We did do a review for Brotherhood. We also did a review for Shadows of the Sith, which was a book filling in the the, the gaps uh, with the story about Luke and Lando looking for Achi of Bestoon. Right. And yeah, that was a good book, too. It as was. long as you don't read the last chapter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, it told the story of young Ray and the true story of how her parents died. And it really did a, a, a number... Uh, for the sequels and kind of made a lot more things make sense and we did a review for that book as well so um, yeah you can look at the, you can look for those in our podcast archives which uh, you know we've got so many now and they're all across YouTube and podcast apps uh, just you know all you have to do is scroll back uh, Marvel's Crimson Dawn which was a Marvel comic series followed the 2021's War of the Bounty Hunter story arc next year uh, sorry this year now 2023 um, Star Wars The Hidden Empire uh, will conclude this three-part story arc series. Uh, the series serves as uh, the final entry in the trilogy focusing on the character of Kira that we were introduced to in Solo, A Star Wars Story, and her criminal organization, Crimson Dawn. So that's a brief mention hmm. of that. Um, so yeah, This wasn't a replacement to the Han Solo film franchise was it do they decide to turn into comics as far as i know uh this is also something a little piece of news that we got from ron howard last year or this year uh he basically said to someone in the press at one point in time that luke's film is not prioritizing a sequel to solo a star wars story so i think personally i think it is a replacement to needing to follow up with another film okay Similar to the end of Clone Wars thing where they did a bunch of comics and stuff. Yeah, exactly. I also think with that Lando series up their sleeve, I think maybe if that is in fact a Donald, I mean, it is a Donald Glover led series uh, as far as I know. Um, but uh, they're probably going to use that show as a way to maybe tie up loose ends just the way that they used Rebels to tie up some loose ends from Clone Wars. So I guess we'll have to wait and see. But uh, there's a, you know, there's a little tidbit from that. And finally on the list of 2022 is, uh, of course, a little bit of pod podcast news. Um, already mentioned it before, but Project YouTube is complete. We expanded the Discord server as well. Uh, we gained more Twitter and Instagram following with our first giveaway uh, sponsored by OrbitKey. And we hit an all-time high for most downloads in a month back in uh, November. So, you know, a few little updates there. Yeah, so thank you for listening because we achieved that because you're all hard work. Yes. Uh, yeah. Thank. Yeah. And you, know, huge thank you to all our uh, listeners. You know, um, because of course uh, we'd probably be doing this either way, but it's always nice to know that people are listening. You know, 
Um, yeah, it's not just you know voices in in the in the ether. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, 2023. Let's do a little bit of speculating, and then we'll wrap things up. All right, 2023 kicks things off with the Bad Batch season two, and uh, it's the, right around the corner. Oh, right around the corner! It, it's it's out, man. It's it's out as of as of today. Uh, the first two episodes oh. are on Disney Plus right now. Yeah. Um, so wow, I definitely knew that. <laughs> and you know what? You know what's funny is uh, you are a member in our Discord, but uh, those people in in the Discord server would know that uh, anytime a new show or a big Star Wars event happens, you'll see it in the top left-hand corner of the Star Wars server, and it'll say happening now and the event with a link, and right now the Bad Batch Season 2 premiere is happening. So uh, you can you never miss a thing with Star Wars news with our Discord server. Um, Bad Batch Season 2, we're going to be reviewing the first two episodes next week in next week's episode of the podcast. Um so far, I mean, I don't want to say much, of course, for those who haven't, you know, been able to watch it yet, but uh, it's off to a great start. So I guess, you know, we can talk about that as the weeks go by. And, oh, uh, so you, you've, you have already watched the first two episodes. Then. I have. Yeah, I, I did the midnight oh. release. I did the midnight release. Oh, wow. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, so next up in uh, 2023 is going to be Jedi Survivor, the sequel to, well, highly acclaimed, Jedi Fallen Order and features a returning character, Cal Kestis, and his adventures with the crew of the Mantis. Um, there is a few teaser cinematic trailers out there for anyone who has seen them. I'm very much looking forward to playing this game because I really thoroughly enjoyed the first one. Um, I can't remember. Did you did you play the first one? I did, yeah. I really enjoyed it quite a lot. I thought the, the, uh, the story was super cool. I really liked the character. And I would say it is... Um, my favorite Star Wars game of the EA generation. Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, I know we've had our fair share getting uh, good use out of uh, Battlefront 2, but um, I feel like this one was just one of those games. It, it didn't have a rough start like Battlefront 2 did, um, whereas it has a rep Battlefront 2 has a reputation with the most downvoted Reddit comment in history. Uh, this one, <laughs> yeah. on the other hand, was quite the opposite. It was very well, uh, very well appreciated by Star Wars fans. The story was great, had good value, mm -hmm. and it added a lot yeah. of good stuff to the canon. If you haven't played it, definitely check it out. The gameplay is kind of similar to Assassin's Creed, only Star Wars, and I would say has a better storyline. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So um, Jedi Survivor, you know, we're looking forward to that. So that also is in our list of Discord Star Wars events. And um, uh, what do I have here? The If I click on... Oh, yeah. If you scroll up to the top and you hit the, the little calendar thing that says three events, you can see a list of all the events that are going to happen. Friday, yeah, I March. Saw that. I yeah. saw the release date for Mandalorian season three. There you go. Yeah. Uh, so Friday, March seventeenth at uh, midnight is the release day for Jedi Survivor. It'll be releasing on PC, Xbox One, XNS, PS Five, and takes place five years after Jedi Fallen Order, which is coincidentally the same year that Obi Wan Kenobi takes place. There will be a novel that 
I guess, preludes the events of this game, and it's going to be called Jedi Battle Scars. So I'm very much looking forward to that novel mm. this year as well. So you're going to read that one? I'm definitely going to read that one, yeah. yeah. Okay. This is very similar to what they did with the Bad Batch games. It's not Bad Batch, the uh, Battlefront 2 games. Battlefront yeah. Two. yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, the, yeah, Inferno Squad, the Battlefront 2 novel. That's, that's right. I hope this novel's better. I, I, I do too, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not that, I like, di- not that I disliked it, but it wasn't like an overall like fabulous novel. It was just like oh, just another Star Wars novel. It was slow. It was just really slow. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Star Wars Hunters. Uh, this gets a small mention only because it's been talked up for so long at this point that I feel like people have forgotten about it. Um, but Star Wars Hunters is going to be a free-to-play, player-versus-player competitive arena combat game. It's being developed for Nintendo Switch, iOS, and Android, and is set to be released this year. There is a trailer for it as well. And that is all we know. Uh, I don't believe there's any kind of canon story to it or anything like that. Uh, but anyone who's into the free-to-play mobile games, this is going to be one for you. I find it funny that Switch is just like lumped in with phone games. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, like, I don't want to start up a ruckus, but uh, but I mean, as far as like the Switch's like power goes, it's it's it. Yeah, <laughs> I, I'm I okay. I'll just put it this way. I'm kind of surprised that it's lumped in with consoles and not mobile It's gaming just a devices. different type of gaming, honestly. Yeah, it is. That's it what is it such is. a like, weird... I, like, I have a Switch, and yeah. I enjoy playing the Switch. Uh, but there are games that you wouldn't buy on Xbox. Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, it's Except just maybe like, Smash Bros. Yeah, yeah. So it's, it's definitely got some of those uh, some of those little quirks about it. It's like, yeah, it's more of like kind of a... It's more of like one of those handheld, like I would put it more in line with like a DS and a Game Boy, you know, and like you can use it as a console, but I just, in my mind, I just kind of, I don't group it in with things like a GameCube and, you know, an Xbox. Like I just kind of, for some reason, my brain just doesn't quite comprehend that it's an actual console, but it is. Fair it is. enough. Uh, it's be- the future, man. You can take it with you. <laughs> Play on the train. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, uh, next up on the list here is The Mandalorian Season 3. Yeah, and March 1st is coming out sooner than I realized. Yeah, that's not too far away. Uh, and uh, there is a few trailers for this already. I know so many people are looking forward to seeing the continuing adventures of Din Djarin and Grogu and uh, taking place immediately after their uh, spoiler for Book of Boba Fett. Uh, immediately after their per, their appearances in that series. Uh, so going back to what we were talking about in Book About Fed, you know, it's time for a rewatch because, uh, you know, it's essentially it all Mandalorian ties 2.5. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to have to do a trailer breakdown as well. I don't, I don't think we've done that yet. We've been so busy with all this other stuff. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, I mean, Andor and whatnot. Busy with Andor and then, yeah, and then the holidays. And yeah, I mean, it's, yeah, now we got Bad Batch. <laughs> I mean, I think we're going to be, uh, taken along for the ride we'll have to do a special uh, a special episode release one day one week and do uh two in one week but uh but yeah it's uh it, it's coming up quick it's coming up quick so we're looking forward to that um visions volume two uh you myself bryce we all sat down and watched star wars visions in its entirety back when that came out and uh i think you know bryce is very much like an anime 
guy. So he had a lot to say about it. It was one of my more saturated experiences, like seeing anime and, you know, seeing Star Wars anime was, you know, in itself, like a very unique experience. Um, but yeah, are you looking forward to season two? Yeah, I am. I, I've always been an anime fan as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, kind of on and off. Or I watched a lot of anime back in the day, not realizing it was anime. Uh, and now I just have a built-in nostalgia for it. Right. Uh, so I, I enjoyed Visions quite a lot. I thought it was a lot, a lot of fun. And it has some really unique storylines, some of which I really want to be expanded into a series. So we'll see what happens with that. Uh, as of as of right now, as we know, it's not canon, but it, it was some cool stuff. Yeah, yeah. So uh, this this year's uh, Star Wars Visions, I should call it Volume Two, not Season Two, um, will consist of nine shorts uh, done by various studios. Whereas the last volume was mostly Japanese studios. Uh, this volume will consist of uh, global anime studios from Japan, India, the UK, Ireland, Spain, Chile, France, South Africa, and the USA. Um, so we're going going international on on the anime style this time around. So we're going to be getting um, almost like more kind of different uh, visual, um, I guess, depictions of of what this galaxy would look like in in anime form so i'm looking forward to it um, you know they, some of them were quite creative uh we also got some pretty crazy songs like this one <laughs> you remember this <laughs> i do yeah tatooine rhapsody <laughs> you to say yeah they played this at at the boon to eve <laughs> yeah <laughs> you mean the jabba jammer yeah <laughs> that's right Oh man, that's what it was called. Oh the my Jabba god, Jabba it was in the Boon to Eve Stadium. No, the Jabba Jammer was one of those uh, one of the answers I came up with for that question that Phil had on the trivia. <laughs> oh, the trivia. I believe yeah. that was the name of the concert, though. It could have been. It could have been. I mean, like that's the thing. I, I think this anime inspired me to make that answer. <laughs> Makes sense. I can see that. Tickets no live for the Jabba Jammer. Yeah, yeah. Tickets no live for the Jabba Jammer. Yeah. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I man. just can't even understand what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> all right, that's enough of that. All right, um, Ahsoka, that makes its debut later this year. Uh, we don't have a uh, dedicated release date as of yet. Um, but TBD? Uh, TBD, and uh, I'm assuming we're probably going to get a trailer I would, I would imagine long maybe you know Mandalorian season three has got to come out before we get a trailer for Ahsoka but uh, I'm looking forward to seeing what happens with this show perhaps tie a bunch of things together before we hit some sort of cinematic conclusion that's been promised for a while for all these live action shows taking place after Return of the Jedi with uh, the upcoming speculated um, appearance of Thrawn and uh, of course a live action as Ezra Bridger. Um, the casting for the show is very interesting. Uh, it's been confirmed we're going to see a live action Sabine Wren, which is also very cool, and uh, Hera Syndulla. So I'm very much looking for the sh- uh, forward to the show, and um, I know you are too. Yeah, uh, this is probably the show after the Obi-Wan series I've been most excited for. Mm. Yeah, I feel like this is also such a great opportunity for Dave Filoni to really spread his wings you know because this show is being helmed by him if I'm not mistaken so um, you know it's just going to be one of those stories that I feel like will take him into his live action film directorial debut 
hopefully. Fingers crossed. <laughs> Fingers crossed. Um, we also had uh, an announcement at Celebration last year for uh, a very interesting, very curious show uh, led by Jude Law called Skeleton Crew. And I don't know too much other than the fact that it is supposed to be post-Return of the Jedi. It's supposed to be about a bunch of kids, coming-of-age story, they get lost in space. I figured it out. So, you know the kids that are in the Jedi Temple when Anakin shows up and they're like, Master Skywalker, what are we going to do? Yeah. And he ignites his lightsaber and we all know what happens. Mm-hmm. Well, those kids raised from the dead. Now they're skeletons and they're in a crew. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. Sure. <laughs> Wait, I think I think you're uh you're looking at a Jude Law. Jude Law's a necromancer. Oh man, I think the the chances of that happening are are even less than than Luke's chance at blowing up the Death Star. But uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I think this this show is definitely supposed to be targeting a bit of a younger age audience, uh, but still live action. And um, I believe Favreau is involved as well. And uh, you know, it's yeah, jo- John Watts is created by 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 John Watts and Christopher Ford. Um, so yeah, I mean, I don't know. I guess we'll have to wait and see. There's like literally nothing about this show so far, and in, in other other than like a title card. But, um, but yeah, we do know that it's been inspired as a Amblin Entertainment style coming of age adventure. Um, I'm picturing like Stranger Things, but in Star Wars universe. So, uh, I guess we'll have to see how it goes. Well, that'd be kind of neat. Yeah. See how that goes. Maybe you know. I could see it being somewhat inspired by maybe the kid from The Last Jedi, Broom, Broom Boy. Yeah, Broom Boy. Maybe maybe he'll uh, have his, I don't know, his like younger brother or something, or, or his older <laughs> brother is going to, I don't know, I don't know. This, this is long before the sequel, so uh, yeah, who knows, who knows. Maybe maybe it's like the father of Broom Boy or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> Broom Boy, origin story. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Oh man. Okay. Young Jedi adventures. Uh, this is not going to be something a whole lot of Star Wars fans are going to be watching. It's an animated series taking place in the high Republic. Um, and I believe it features Yoda and a bunch of other characters, uh, new to a series, which is geared for people of the age that would turn on Disney junior every day. Um, so we're talking, is that what Star Wars resistance was on? Was that XD? Di- uh, Resistance was on Disney XD, I, I believe. Okay. Yeah. Um, so this show is very much geared for, I would say, five-year-olds, six-year-olds, preschoolers, you know, star- young Star Wars fans. Uh, might be the kind of thing that a lot of families would appreciate, you know, if they're, if they're resistant to uh, showing their five-year-old um the original trilogy or, or whatever your choice is. Um, so yeah, I mean, you know, I'll probably watch it just, (laughs) just because (laughs) I'm kind of curious to know what it's going to be like. And, um, but I gotta be honest, my expectations are definitely not that high and, and I'm not a family, you know, I don't have a young person to look after. So, um, to me, it's not going to mean much, but, uh, but you know, to, to some people it could, it, you know, they might appreciate it a lot. So, 
Uh, I have there. a feeling that by the end of the year, next year, I guess, we'll be doing a look back. You're going to say Young Jedi Adventures was the best content you consumed this this last year. Oh, geez. I think it's going to have to be a pretty bad year for me to say that. <laughs> <laughs> um, Might surprise you. You never know. Maybe we'll get some crazy reveal, like a Star Killers get Young Plagueis. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. Um, well, another exciting part. This isn't Star Wars, but I have to bring it up. Is Lucasfilm's next entry in the Indiana Jones series, Indiana Jones 5 uh, and the Dial of Destiny. That is um, the next, I guess, is Harrison Ford's outing as the character, as far as my understanding goes. I mean, this is a film that's been talked about since Disney bought Lucasfilm. And finally, we're we're getting some some stuff out of it, right? Uh so no, it's a good point. It's been a long time coming. You yeah. know, Star Wars was always the forefront of the the Star Wars Disney acquisition, but yeah. Indiana Jones was kind of always there in the shadows. People talking about that too. Mm-hmm. I'm, you know, I'm surprised they even risked it to to wait this long. Just just with Harrison yeah, Ford. Yeah, Harrison Ford. Yeah, he's yeah. in his 80s, right? He's getting up there. I mean, he's not quite John Williams' uh, age, but. You know, he's, he's, he's up there. Uh, let's see, how old is he? He's 80 years old. He's 10 years behind yeah. John Williams. So, you know, it's definitely, he's not a, he's not a spring chicken anymore. <laughs> um, well, he'll be springing into action this spring or whatever it comes out. Uh, yeah, yeah. I do love the fact that they've taken what they've learned on the Book of Boba Fett for Luke Skywalker and will be applying some really awesome CG flashback Harrison Ford younger Indiana Jones scenes in this movie um, they showed a few in the trailer they look fabulous uh, I'm, I'm very excited to, to see what happens in this movie and how they're going to address what happens to uh, what's his name Mutt or uh... <laughs> Shia LaBeouf yeah 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 uh, he goes by Mutt I forget his real name it's Mutt right that's what he goes by, yes. His oh, oh, okay. Nick, all right, all right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, mutt. So, mutt, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so very much looking forward to that. If this goes well, like the CG and stuff, the de-aging, would you want them to continue to face replace Indiana Jones to make more Indiana Jones movies? I think if the performance is there, I'd be okay with it. Um. For me, it's also the story. It's got to have a good storyline. That that's obviously most of the movie. Because I mean, we we sit there and watch movies like, you know, I don't know, like you name it, Transformers, Marvel movies. I mean, you know, Marvel movies tend to have more story. I than have seen Transformers, tens but, of movies. Uh, there's so many movies <laughs> that it's like it's 100 percent just a massive. Uh, it's considered live action, but it's mostly CG, right? And yeah, and it's like sure. I I'd ha- I don't think having a digital protagonist I don't think it takes away from the story at all so long as the story is actually good. Um, yeah, and it's not distracting, right? Like it's got to be done well. Yeah, you're sitting there looking at it like I can't tell if this is a human or totally. AI. <laughs> totally, yeah. So I mean, you know, I'd be okay with it, but uh, it's got to be pulled off well. And uh, here's hoping that they can find someone that presents themselves as a very good double. You know, I hate to think about a, a world with without Harrison Ford, but uh, but you know, let's be honest. Like the guy's not going to live forever. So you know, how is it? How are they going to approach bringing back Indy without Harrison? Um, 
you know, hopefully they can find someone that's got the voice, got the look, you know, that they can actually do the, the, the CG double, uh, or deep fake, however one you call it over top of them to get the, the Indiana Jones back. Um, or just hire that, that kid who tried out for young Han Solo. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Uh, next up on our list is a game that came out about uh, two years ago uh, with an expansion that came out last year, and it's Star Wars Tales from the Galaxy's Edge VR. Uh, will be launching this month, I believe it is, on PS5 VR, and it's called Tales from the Galaxy's Edge Enhanced Edition with next-gen graphics and uh, probably new ways in the game to just enjoy it all over again in a, in a brand new kind of HD fidelity. So speaking of which, I still need to swing by your place and do the original one. Oh I, yeah. I think you need to finish the Vader series too. The the Vader immortal series. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. So many good stars. That's supposed to be really good. <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> um, all right. And that is so far the list for 2023. Um, I figured it was worth noting that we have some unforeseen releases on the horizon. Um, I don't believe these are confirmed for 2023. In fact, I don't think they will come out in 2023. Um, but of, of course, we are getting a show called Star Wars The Acolyte. A lot of people know this. Um, taking place at the end of The High Republic. Filming, I believe, My production. guess is then that won't come out until after, or at least up to phase three of the old Republic is going on yeah. like novels and stuff. I, I think that's their plan. I think it might be an early 2024 thing uh, just based on production is already, I believe it's already doing its shooting. Uh, they did some casting announcements and they shared a few pictures on starwars.com um, a little while back. So it is on the way and it, it will take place. Uh, I think it's about a hundred years ish. Um, before the Phantom Menace, something around there. So, uh, you know, we have we have yet to get more details on the show, but it is at the very tail end of the High Republic, and um, it's going to be uh, a bit more focused on kind of the mystery of of the Sith's return, and and um, I think their their plots to infiltrate the Jedi somehow. So, um, that's going to be very cool. Notable literature from this past year, uh, or sorry, from, from this upcoming year as well. Uh, I mentioned it before as Jedi Battle Scars, the book that is going to be leading into Jedi Survivor, as well as The High Republic, The Battle of Jedi, which is the audio book uh, taking place in The High Republic Phase 2. And uh, another book, which I thought really piqued my interest, is called Inquisitor Rise of the Red Blade. And uh, it's about uh, a young Inquisitor who joins up the Inquisitors um, kind of shortly after the events of Revenge of the Sith, I guess, and will likely shed a little more light on who the Inquisitors are and uh, perhaps why some of them joined the dark side um, because a lot of them, we just have no idea why they would and why right. so many of them look so evil. If they were once <laughs> Jedi, <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. Dark so. side corrupts, man. Yeah, yeah. So I guess this this book hopefully will shed a bit more light on on the subject. Um, and or season two. That's the last thing is is uh, I forgot to mention. We have no idea when this is going to come out. Uh, it could come out maybe at the very end of this year. It could come out in twenty twenty four. We don't know. 
but uh, this this is obviously very much highly anticipated. I mean, we loved Andor a lot, and season two is is on the way. So um, this will be the final season, and it'll lead. Something tells Rogue me One. that we're going to watch it, and it's going to be good and or great. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> that's 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 how I would put it. <laughs> um, so yeah, I mean, we've had such a crazy crazy year last year. Um, such a good year ahead. Uh, we got so much to look forward to on the podcast as well. Of course, like I said, uh, look for that new logo out there now and uh, look for our YouTube premieres happening the day after podcasts are going to be coming into you on audio podcast apps. Uh, look for the, the YouTube premiere the day after and um, join the Discord. So is there any last minute things you want to bring up, sir? It's been a really fruitful year for Star Wars. All the content's come out. Enjoyed it immensely. Mm-hmm. And I really hope this upcoming year, uh, you know, keeps that momentum. Yeah. Yeah, I, I do too. You know, I hope I hope we have a really great year ahead. Uh, there is so much to look forward to. Uh, not to mention all the crazy good merch coming out. <laughs> <laughs> merch. It's always lots of good merch. Yeah. Good Lego sets. More props. Yeah, gotta, more props. Gotta start selling more prop replicas. Yeah, they gotta get on those helmets. You know, they gotta start making helmets that we want. Not just reproducing the Boba Fett helmet over and over again with different prints on it. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Get us those clone helmets. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, if we if we're willing to spend more money, there's lots of options. But as far as like the Black series, yeah, there's a lot of repeats. Yeah, 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 absolutely. So yeah, I'm definitely hoping for uh, for some good clone helmets. But yeah, um, cool, man. Well, uh, I guess next week the Bad Batch season two premiere review. Until then, we'll catch you in the next See, one. episode one and two. Yes. So look one forward to that. Yeah. Watch both. Double down. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> All right. We'll see you out there. Keep flying. All right. Well, and uh, thank you to our esteemed listeners at home. If you've uh, made it this far in the podcast, thank you so much for sticking with us as always on Star Wars Escape Pod. We're always so happy to have you and uh, for tuning in on YouTube. If you're tuning in on YouTube, uh, thank you for joining us. And uh, thank you for subscribing. Uh, Hit that like button. Feel free to drop a comment. And uh, I'll try and get to every single comment that we get. It's going to be slow to take off. But uh, you know what? Share that link with your friends. Best way to help us out is share this podcast with your Star Wars friends and family. Um, Yeah. Tell them Star Wars Escape Pod is the place to be. And uh, hit those five stars. See you in the Discord. And we'll see you in the next episode of Star Wars Escape Pod. May the Force be with you.